Welcome to the Jamoti Podcast. We are all surrounded by amazing coaches and leaders. So let's get an inside look at not just what they do, but how they do what they do. After all, becoming the best versions of ourselves is Jamoti, just a matter of doing it. Coaches, the Jamoti Podcast is powered by Shoot360. The future of basketball has arrived in Dallas-Fort Worth. Shoot360 combines the latest sports technology with the fundamentals of basketball skill development. The result is a one-of-a-kind video game-like basketball program designed to improve your shooting, dribbling, and passing. Visit Shoot360DFW.com to learn more and register for your free one-hour workout evaluation. Shoot360, the future of basketball is here. That's a great point. I, I, I think that's at the high school level that's why we start with shot selection day one of the fall we have a scale that we use and and everybody will understand instead of using terms like good bad great hey johnny that's not your shot all those things they're vague and they don't they mean different things for different players and so we start with that and i i feel like that helps a lot with even though we're playing fast we're still shooting shots that we agree with as a team we've discussed the parameters so i think that helps a ton and then I, I was thinking about your. What's, this, what's the scale look like, if you don't mind me asking? Oh no, that's good. I got it from PGC. I directed for them for a few years, and yeah. so start off with uh, in a group. What's a ten? You know, if it's scale one to ten, ten being the best, what's a ten? And it's amazing, Coach. You'll get guys. You'll get five different answers for a ten. It's a dunk. It's a layup. It's an open three. It's a free throw. All those things. And so I just say, raise your hand if you've ever missed a layup before, and they all miss it. No such thing as a 10. Let's take 10s off the table. And so you, once you establish that, then that means that there's not one shot out there that can't be missed. That's the best. Uh, there's no such thing. So then a nine. A nine is a wide open layup. And we want nines, guys. Like we want to hunt for nines. Skip eight real quick. Then we go to sevens. Seven is a wide open jump shot within your range. That within your range is the difficult part. And I would imagine the amount of shooting games that you play, the amount of stuff that you chart, that's where, as coaches, I think we come in and we establish, help them to know what a seven is for them. So, John, little Timmy's not shooting from 30 feet thing. This is my seven. No, 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 Timmy. You've never established with any of our shooting games that that's a seven for you. So then we go back to the eight. Eight is a contested layup. Uh, we still like eights because you can get fouled. You know, clever finishers can still use uh, their body well and, and finish on eights. And then a six is really where we start to, this is what will lose us games. Six is a contested jump shot. And you and I both know the quicker that they get their feet down, the quicker when leather touches their fingertips, they can get in their shooting motion. That line between six and seven starts to blur. But again, that's where the art comes in. And maybe some of your better players, life's not fair. They get to shoot some sixes because you know what? They can make some sixes. Eights become fives when the degree of difficulty is too high. It's not figure skating. So you don't really get more points for extra movement. So we're going to stay away from fives and sixes. And we're going to hunt for sevens, eights, and nines. Fours are fourth grade shots. We don't deal with that. You know, uh, threes are those shots where would you bet a thousand bucks on it? If not, don't take that. Step backs, things like that. So that skill for me, coach, has been a, a, it's been the best thing. I feel like I've ever borrowed um, uh, outside of scheme, outside of uh, of culture. It takes all of the, I mean, what's the most personal personal thing to a player? It's their shot. You know, so you tell a kid, don't take that. 
I mean, to take the amount of threes that you need, you need your guys believing that they can do amazing things. And so we take the, that type of uh, not shot, bad shot, all that. We take it out and, and it takes the emotion out of it. So sorry for rambling. Uh, that's our shot scale. No, this is great. I was just thinking about it, like, because obviously, like, you know, I spent a lot of time talking about our shot selection as well. And I was just like thinking about it and comparing and contrasting kind of to not necessarily a scale that we use. But when I just talk about what are the types of shots that we want um, and and and, you know, another thought that 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 popped into my head was um, how we've tried to differentiate uh the 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 you know the various three-point shots that you can take right like that you can take a three-point shot off of an inside out pass that you could take a three-point shot off of a lateral pass that you could take a three-point shot off the dribble um you know that it could be contested or it could be more classified as open um that we have some guys on our team that that actually if you if you back them up to like where the nba line was and you left them wide open they would shoot better from that than a contested three at the arc. In other guys, it would be the opposite. They yeah. they they just can't back up that far. Uh, you you could leave. They could be you have nobody around them, and they would be much better served shooting contested threes right at the line. You know, and and um, there are just so many there are just so many things that go into. Not all three point shots are created equal. I guess is the, is one thing that that I that I think about a lot. No doubt, but you nailed it though, coach. The fact that you know that about those players. They know that about themselves and you know that about them. So it comes about down to having that shooting culture. The fact that this is what we do, this is what we talk about, and all of the drills, games, whatever you want to say that you do. Uh, and ch- when I say charting, it's not that we actually write everything down. It's, hey, everybody come in. We just did Ray Allen. How many got one or more ladders in a row? Raise your hand. It's 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 role identification. You know, when we start to see those hands up and drop, when we hear those numbers again and again, Guys know that what we would call level seven shot because we, you know, we kind of map out the court for the guys, which is that NBA three. When dudes can hit those in a row and then they do it at games, that's why we're not surprised. I'm not acting like what what in the world are we? We're just celebrating because the goal isn't to get a bucket every possession. That's obvious. Like winning a state championship is the goal of every season. Well, no crap, but. That's not realistic for everybody, just like making every shot isn't realistic. But what is possible is getting a seven, eight or a nine. And then that's with our training and with the mentality that mentality that you have and knowing the players. That's how I feel like you can. Have them understand and you understand that those threes are different. Sevens aren't the same for everybody. But if they it is a seven for that guy, he can go over nine and he better shoot that next seven. Sure. Sure. That's, that's, uh, man, I could, I could spend like all day just talking, talking about shooting the basketball and the different types of shooters that we've had. You know, we had one guy this year that, um, um, was close to leading the country in three point field goals per game. And for his first three years at Grinnell, it didn't matter what type of three, anywhere over half court, any three point shot that he took, he was going one for three. He was in, you could have two guys draped all over him, or he could be sitting there all day long, just with, with all kinds of time. And it was fascinating for me to try to learn about him, uh, learn about him as a shooter. Uh, you know, I think also kind of learn about his mentality. Like that always helps with a shooter, thinking, trying to, trying to just figure out what they are seeing or thinking or feeling. 
Um, but it was, uh, it, it was odd, you know, cause you have some guys that like their, their percentage will just go exponentially up the more open that they are. Uh, and you have another guy like him that, that now this year, he, he was a little bit different this year. He was making everything. He was shooting <laughs> over 40%. Why do you think, so. why do you think he, because you would think obviously the, the, as the increase in difficulty of that shot goes up two guys on you off balance, Anytime you put the ball on the floor, it does affect percentage of some a little bit. Like, what was the reason he was one for three in in very different situations? It's a fantastic question. It's a it's it's like the, it's like the same thing that I struggle with. Where, I, and I know I'm I'm just I'm just completely bypassing your question and giving another example of something that I don't I I have not been able to put my finger on. It's like if I have a player that you know. I have a player that if I if if I gave him 10 shots, he's going to make like four of them, you know, but if I only gave him two shots, he's going to go over two way more, uh, you know, and it's not he's not going to shoot 40 percent over the course of the season, you mm-hmm. know, and then and then there might be another guy that he can sit for 10 or 15 minutes straight. And if I put him in the game, there's a 50 percent chance that he's going to make that first that first wide open look, you know, and and like, like something about. um how how the warm up process? I, I mean, I don't know if I could if I could figure that out and know which guys are which, then it would obviously help make me a better coach. No, I, I get that. It is that's the fun part though is the fact that you can have a system and you can study and you can think you've got it figured out, but there are just going to be players that defy all of the stats and analytics and that that don't make sense. Well, one thing that's kind of I, I've been getting into more and more over the years and is the mental side to shooting. I just think because, you know, at the high school level, there's an idea that as a freshman, sophomore, junior, you still have time to change up their shot a little bit to change yep. some mechanics and they're not too far gone. I would, I would, I mean, Sean Marion makes it all the way through his career doing this because he's okay. He was okay at it. And there's other things that he did so well, but I don't know. I've seen guys with good form mm-hmm. struggle to ever be consistent. And then mm-hmm. at, so at some point, if their preparation's good, it looks good. There's nothing that is with their offhand that's interfering with anything. And, and they're putting in the time, right? They have the right to be confident. It has to be what's going on between their ears. So I don't know what the percentage is either. I'm leading towards it's 10% your form in what you do. It's 90%. Do you actually believe that the ball's going to go through? What are your thoughts on that? I think that the uh there's I I agree. I, I agree. There, there's, there's no doubt in my mind that uh, confidence when shooting the basketball is the most important thing, and um, it's, it's, it, it's, it's the reason why we end up making, I think, what would be so many quote bad shots uh, is because guys are thinking that they just have to shoot it. It's a 12 second shot clock. We got to shoot it or coach Dave is not going to be happy. And uh, you know, when they're not thinking about whether it's going in or not. And I think the more you actually get people to not think about whether it's going in and that's not saying that they don't care. Cause of course they care, but the more you right. can unlock their mind to get them to think about um, uh, something other than whether it's going in or, or not uh, the more they're actually going to make the shot anyways. Coach, that's so great. I, I just jotted down uh, like, you're right on the money. The expectation isn't for them to make the shot. 
Like that's, it, it is, but that's not what they're thinking about. The expectation is that they shoot it. The expectation is that they get the rep up, that they take that. They're going to get in trouble if they don't shoot that shot. And you and I aren't resulting. We're not, uh, it's, it's NATO, right? We're not attached to the outcome. That's how you get dudes shooting audaciously. Like a, a parent comes up to me after the game and says, how do you, your guys all shoot with such confidence? It's how we train and it's how we think. And then it, with you and I on the sidelines, it's how we respond to the great decision that they took about shooting the shot. It has nothing to do with them making it. Obviously, we cheer when they make it. Like we're trying to win, but you get more makes if you. I lo- I just wrote that down. The expectation is that you shoot it. Yeah. Well, and I, I think as it related to your 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 scale too, like you're hunting the sevens, eights, and nines, and there might be nights where you're t- getting all seven, eights, and nines, and and uh, your three point percentage is incredibly low, and chances are you're not going to win that game. And I think as a coach, like how do you respond? How do you move out of that? Um, you know, you know, and and. I guess there are two ways. There's one to say that, like, are the shots actually sevens? Maybe we need to evaluate that over the course of time. Uh, but the other way to respond is if they are really sevens, eights, and nines, then then we're pushing forward, you know, and and, and we have to believe that the law of averages are going to play out in our favor. Coach, I love it. Like, this is the this is the stuff I was hoping to get into with you. It, because sometimes I feel like I'm a really bad coach. And the reason I say that is, and maybe I am, but I feel like it because after a game, we went six for 44 from three. And these are 32-minute games without a shot clock. So shooting 44, that's a pretty good clip. Like, that's not slow. I wish we I wish we could get up 70 to 80 to 90. I think you guys shot, like, all threes in one game. This like there, That's a dream. Like, you know, put up a faith number. And, and so, but we go six for 44. And I'm just sitting there. We lose by three. We Mm -hmm. out-rebounded them. We -hmm. had less turnovers. We shot 30 more shots, Coach, than they did. Yeah. Like, we should not lose by three. We shot six for 44. And out of the 44, I think 40 of them were what I would call a seven. And not just in that moment. Oh, yeah, those are based on months and months of watching them shoot playing games, seeing actual outcomes. And so my thought is, in that scenario, is it okay for me to just say, we need to make more shots and we're good? I did that a little bit this year. Uh, You know, I... I, But does it just seem like that's such a cop-out answer? Like, there has to be more to it than that. I know. I I wonder like like how's how's the how's the team respond when you just say hey, we just need to make more shots. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you know, and and um, I mean, they, they I think they probably they probably agree. Of course, they agree, and they already know that, really. Um, you know, and I and I just wonder like like what does that do going into, into the next game? Can can I, when I say that to my team, and I said that same thing to my team a couple times this year where we had just horrific shooting halves or maybe maybe games, I'm like, hey, guys, we're getting good looks. We just need to make more. Like, what does that do to them psychologically? Is that mm. is that in any way, shape, or form actually helping them make more shots in the second half? Um I I don't I don't know. I mean, I'm I, they know the same thing that I do, uh, that yeah. we need to make more shots. And and so I'm just wondering, like, what is the best way to approach those scenarios? We actually had it had um 
uh, more times this year where we had a two for 21 three-point shooting half or a, a, a four for 25, like more times this year and a half than, than we have in, in, in quite some time. Did you so, felt like you overall, you had a great shooting team. Felt like we had a great shooting team though. I felt like we did not have a great playmaking team, you know? Mm-hmm. And so the shots that we were creating uh, while they were still a lot of three-point shots, they weren't nearly as That's open a good as point. on target um, passing. You know, I, I spent a ton of time, working with my team on, on how I want them to pass the basketball to their shooter, you know, and I want them to feather it to the shooting side chin with the seams, if possible, the same way that you would take that ball behind you and line it up for a free throw more than likely with the seams uh, lined up. And and if we can do that, heck, even on a fast break or on the fly, you have a skilled enough guard that has feel of the ball to be able to do that. It's just going to help incrementally increase the percentage, you know? And so I think that part of our, I thought we had a really good individual shooters on our team, but we had a, a pretty low percentage by our standards and, and trying to figure that part of it out has been kind of the off season task. I don't know. It just feels like I, we went through very similar seasons. I understand my level of play is really small and or very, like it's a very different level, but I, I thought this was, they ended up being the best shooting team we've ever had. We made 433. Uh, but which over the course of a high school season, uh, I mean, there's not a lot of teams that do that. And so How many games? Uh, uh, 37, I think, Yeah, you know, so like pretty good per, per yeah. 433. We shot a ton. I th- we definitely led the country in attempts, which that's a goal. Like if we're, in my opinion, if we're taking enough that we consider sevens, taking enough, then our offense is working. Like it's literally doing exactly what, we wanted to do and then it just comes back around to our training and our mentality but i thought we would actually break 500 which in in nfhs national federation of high schools i don't think there's been a high school team to ever do that and so like i really thought so it did come down to i think it's your point we have really good individual shooters but not enough dudes in transition with double gaps that can really get deep enough into the world or that that key area to pull people in. And then were we delivering passes on target and on time? I thought at time we 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 missed on some opportunities and but maybe it just comes down to that. Yeah. Yeah. Our Grinnell system teams have always been at their best. Um and we've had that like the best team finishes when we've had, you know, in in really two different playing groups. We've had one group that's led by somebody who can just flat out score and has to be double teamed and you got to bring help. And he's still going to Jack be able to Taylor, games. Jack Taylor, John Cropper scored like 30 points a game, all four years. Um, Jack Taylor was unguardable, you know, unguardable in a one-on-one situation. He could, he could, it doesn't mean he was going to score every time. It just meant he was going to create a seven, eight or nine shot. And that's a difference. Time. That's a difference. Sorry. I don't mean to cut you off, man. If you, if you ever get mad at me for cutting you off, it's, I, just tell me, I just get so excited when you say things that are like so good. And cause that's a difference. It, it's not that your, your elite scores necessarily have to score every time, but they just have to do something so dynamic, create enough space and, and really look good doing it to where it demands the attention of more like they can engage more eyeballs towards them than some of those other dudes that just honestly, like they, they don't look good with the ball in their hand. They don't look good doing it. I don't know. I think that has something to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. And then in the opposite group, you know, the group counter to, to somebody like Jack Taylor, uh, we, we would have somebody that 
could score, but would prefer to pass. You know, and 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 I think the key in that is that they that they that they can score, right? Because if everything is spread out and teams are face guarding shooters, they still need to be able to make their defender pay in a way that that you know they're definitely going to be averaging double figures for us. And 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 finding that type of balance, like those types of guards, um, I don't know. That's just that's just a, what what has made us the most successful. How much did you work on one on one scoring? from your guards or playmakers in the paint because there are times where like in our, we run a five out, a five out dribble drive, but there is a little bit more of airing it out and and deliberate cuts to create these double and triple gaps that we want. We can get the ball to the paint. No problem. Where I, I, I had a coach ask me like, how, how would you guard yourselves or how would you, that's always a good thought, right? How would mm-hmm. I stop us? Um, I'd play man and I wouldn't help. And I would force us to have to score one-on-one because if we're playing a, du- a team that's maybe a little bigger, more physical, more athletic, they just dare us to, yeah, you versus me, go at it. And I felt like we struggled with that. Do you play a lot of one-on-one or do skill work to help with those situations? Play a lot of one-on-one. I think the natural tendency, right? Like you're trying to create pace. Coaches, I'm I'm talking about pace, 12-second shot clock, getting the team up and down the floor. and of course, our guards, as soon as they go into the paint, they are rushing the finish. And it doesn't mean that they're like doing all this crazy stuff. It just means that they're taking a really quick shot and they're not giving themselves a chance to get fouled. They're not letting the play develop. They're not being a little bit more patient to say, hey, you know what? If the team is really extended, you actually have all sorts of time down there yeah. to spin and to get to the exact spot on the floor that you want to get to. And um, that's how teams defended us this year. They just stayed super extended, dared us to try to beat somebody off the dribble um, or to score in that one-on-one setting. And, and we kind of, we, we struggled, you know, we really struggled. And so I think, again, it's hard, right? Because the natural tendency is just to rush the shot once yep. you get in there to think, oh, I, especially when you're talking about pace so much, but having them understand that that uh, it can be awkward at first, but that you have a lot of time down there to get to the spot on the floor that you want to play from. I tell our guys, yeah, five seconds in the paint. And they look at yep. me like I'm crazy. I'm like, listen, if if there's just a, a big goon post standing in there, yes, that's an easy three-second call. But I think when you have the ball in your hand, you can live in there for a long time. I think yep. they're very reluctant to either think about it or count. But you're, to your point, you can tell them that and you can drill it, but majority of players, we get to the world, we get to the paint, we want a Brunson. Used to call it Barkley, but he's getting yep. older now. But Brunson does a great job of that. Spin and turn like you did. Keep that ball alive. It's a, I just call it, it's a live jump stop, a live yep. stride stop. We're keeping it alive. We're going to re- redirect, but I just see them in such a big hurry. Yep. Right. Uh, and, and I think that's a great opportunity for them to show off cleverness, yep. cleverness with your fakes, cleverness with your timing. But I think uh, just a, a point of emphasis for me and our guards next year is giving them multiple counters and moves down there. Not just saying when you get in there, Brunson, and then try to score again. OK, like these are high school players. I need to give them a lockup an up and under, a a, quick turn, drop and extend. I got to give them more. Yeah, agreed completely. Hey, I got a question for you. Yeah. This this popped into my head a little bit earlier. I'm circling back. So if you you had, if I gave you the choice right now, okay, your team's playing a game and you're going to take 100 shots, 
Okay. And every single one of these 100 shots is going to be a seven on your scale. No eights, no nines, only sevens. Is that which are, which are open jump shots? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Within their range. Yep. Open jump shots within their range. That's the, that's the only thing you're taking. No variance, no sixes and fives. Are you, are you taking that game plan and saying, I'll take that every single time? Oh, or are you it. saying, Oh no, we need to get more, more, more what? Or, or, or higher. Like a hundred or, or are you saying like more eights and nines or more? Yeah. Oh no, no. I sevens is like, I, coach, I'm I'm so far on that side of with you that like I I would imagine to be a parent watching us play every night, the nights where it's not going in, they've gotta second guess me a little bit. Like they've sure. gotta think that he doesn't know what he's doing. Like get why the ball are, inside. Why are we doing so? Like I've heard parent, I've got a little conflict with parents and a little like They'll say, do something different because we just missed eight in a row, but they're all sevens. Like Mm -hmm. a seven is a seven is a seven. And so we're not uh, time score momentum. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in that. I think freedom, confidence, uh, the best shot available is going to come early on in the possession. The great defensive teams, the longer that you hold it. So to answer your question, if we shot 100 sevens, coach, I would be celebrating that so much and does that make me a bad coach i don't know you'd be taking no shots in the paint though i don't know that's what i'm well but now obviously like to me the the idea that we are put up a number three better than two all of that it's a little bit of smoke and mirrors like i've 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 heard other coaches yell they only want to shoot threes when i hear that i look at my guys and say we got them because yeah. they're, if they're going to play you so far out, they're going to close out so hard. And if our spacing is dangerous, that paints wide open for us. So the odds of that ever happening is super low. But if it did, if they just decided we're going to sink in and you guys have at it, then we're going to break records that night. We're going to have nights like you've had. Uh, and I am, we, we play, we had a team in our district that, they just weren't very good. And I think we shot 43s in the first half, but we only made like four or five. It was all like really poor shooting. But I think it goes back to a question that you that we talked about earlier with what do you do after a game or at halftime when you're getting the shots that you want and that you've talked about, planned for, trained for, but they're just not going in. I think that circles back to your culture. If you have a culture of celebration and enthusiasm, of moving forward, of not being attached to outcome, we don't result, then there's only one response to that, which is I love watching you play. Keep doing what you're doing, in my opinion. Yeah, makes sense to me. Thank you for checking out today's episode. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast, share it with your fellow coaches, and find us on social media for what's coming up next on the Jamoti Podcast. It's just a matter of doing it.